0: Art and
1: Market Conversations.
0: Welcome to the third episode of AM Conversations. In the studio today, we have Tom Tandyo, Fair Director of Art Jakarta, founder of Indo Art Now Foundation, and also an art collector. Tom, welcome. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for doing this. Um, let's start at the very beginning. Uh, how did you begin your journey as an art collector?
1: Um 2007 mm-hmm. uh, I started to go to a gallery because of uh, some invitation by my sister-in-law uh, Paula Dewayanti and uh, she invited me to this uh, exhibition and I decided to check it out and from there I decided to start collecting some art in a suppo- uh, in a form of support for the gallery that I, apparently I also know okay yeah so I decided to buy some things and and start my journey as a collector
0: great yeah. And how did you begin to take on a much more active, visible role in promoting Indonesian and Southeast Asian art? Um,
1: so at the beginning, after I started collecting, uh, what happened was um, I, I, I realised that a lot of artists... Uh, at first, I thought a lot of artists are always doing things because of money. They, they, they paint because they want to sell their artworks to get some money. So uh, I started hanging hang out with some of my uh, f- fellow collectors uh, to... to to talk about art and they told me that we should spend more time with curators because curators spend most of their time with artists and they know which artists are doing some particular interesting works and so I decided to, okay uh, since my friends are asking me to do it so I decided to go to meet uh, some curators, so I started to meet up with uh, like Annie Suprianto alias Swastika and through them actually I, I started to learn more about art but I still have that mindset where artists are still making artworks for money. So I decide, and and I still don't believe them. So I decide, okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hang out with the artists. So I start hanging out with some artists, uh, uh, sometimes even like offering them uh, uh, money to buy their works. And uh, apparently some artists, they really don't make art for money. They really do it because of passion. Mm. And because of this artist, what they believe, it moves me and changed my whole concept about my whole life. about You know, when you're in school, you're talking about always target, how to achieve good grades, and always uh, achieve your sales target when you're working. And I realized, hey, my life's changed and the way I see things change. Mm. And because of that, I decided oh, I want to contribute back to the art community. And that's how I started in uh, 2011 January, that uh, I started this uh, foundation called Into Art Now. And Indo Art Now is uh, my baby that I started and I, we, we archive all the contemporary Indonesian art uh, online for everyone and for free.
0: Okay. And mm. who did you start hanging out with? You know, you we were talking about the curators you hung out with. Yes. What were the artists? Who were they?
1: Uh, one of the artists really that moves me is actually is a Wimo. Uh, Wimo is this uh, contemporary photographer and he used to be the uh, director of Mass 56. And I spent a lot of time with him and uh, hanging out, just getting to know more about art. And, and then I met even more artists like Agus Wage, you know, Handi Wilma. And, 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 and at the time, I realized that uh, artists really are doing what they're passionate about. Mm. And uh, in my past uh, career, which is uh, in the automotive industry... I realized that's not my passion, right? So, so uh, when I was with this artist, I, I, I totally learned a lot of things. And, um, and you know, some of the artists like, for example, like John Pat. his works are mostly installations. And uh, during 2007, most of the collectors are still collecting paintings. So installation works are not sellable. But they, he continued to always produce works and he always continued to exhibit in uh, biennales or some uh, museum exhibition. And they're not for money, right? So, so through all these artists that changed the way I see my own life, Okay. Mm.
0: And how did you begin Indo Art Now? You know, what was your team like? And, you know, what were the beginnings of this amazing foundation that's been around now for nearly 10 years?
1: Yeah. So, uh, Indo Art Now, at the beginning, uh, I, uh, I, I, I just find uh, my, uh, what do you call that, my uh, my assistant to help me to find a, a programmer. And uh, I told the idea to my programmer and he started this whole website thing, which I'm not good at. And, uh, and uh, at the beginning, I was... I was inputting all the artworks, uh, all the information of all the contemporary artworks uh, online by myself. Yeah, and I really enjoyed it and, uh, and I learned a lot, you know, I, I, I can remember exhibition names and all these things. And, and then slowly, uh, at the time, I uh, met another very good collector. Her name is uh, Natasha Sidata. And she's also a, a, a collector, almost a senior collector compared to me. And uh, she really wanted to contribute more to the, to the art scene. So uh, we met up and I, I, I offered her to be my, uh, my, my director for my foundation and she immediately agreed. And uh, since then we, we, we developed develop a group and so we have representatives in Bandung, uh, we have representatives in Jakarta and representative in Jogja. So these are the three main cities where all the activities of Indonesia is. So um, we started a team and we continue till today.
0: Mm. and you know, you're talking about how like you are not as senior... when you started in Duana, You're not as senior as collector as um, Natasha, right? Um, so how did it kind of like you know go together with your collecting hobby at the same time? You know, having this foundation and you know still collecting. What was that like?
1: Uh, at the beginning, I think uh, it's not really uh, it's not really much related. Okay. Because uh, we're doing archiving, mm. so um. So a lot of the uh, the process of collecting data uh, through my team and getting from uh, galleries or getting from artists all this data is uh, it's not really related much to my collection, and uh, collecting itself uh, for myself, uh, I uh, it's also a journey, you know. Yeah. And when you first started and it, until today, it has been changing mm-hmm. too, and uh, and uh, at the beginning uh, when I started collecting, is because I want to support the gallery, right. And then, uh, and uh, during that time, uh, it was during the art boom. So, about six months after I bought the artworks from uh, the gallery, the gallery actually offered me to buy back the artworks at triple the price. And I realized that, wow, this is the best business ever, right? So, <laughs> so I'm like, where can you get this kind of business? So, that's also one of the reasons I started to get, I started to find out more about, eh, uh, what is the art world about? How can they make so much profit? Mm-hmm. Right? And from there, uh, I, I, I've learned, and uh, I have to. Uh, then I met other collectors, where, like the curators, that changed the way I collect. Uh, that's also the reason why, until today, I always believe that uh, collectors who are investors at the beginning, it's fine we need them yeah mm-hmm. but uh, uh, the most important thing as a collector is that after you have this investment mind you learn about the art and it changed the way you see life and everything and then you get more and more understanding about the art than the investment part okay mm.
0: and how have you seen you know the way of collecting you are collecting change you know like do you yeah. actively seek out artworks these days to acquire or mm-hmm. has that sort of you know,
1: uh, you know, uh, as a fair director, I travel to all art fairs and yeah. I always see a lot of artworks. So uh, naturally, my basic is still a collector, so I, I can't control myself. Okay. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> so, good for the
0: artist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I,
1: I, I keep on collecting. Uh, and yeah. um, and uh, of course, uh, there, there are also changes because I see that uh, at the beginning, I start off with paintings and slowly I got into uh, installations, sculptures, and then video art. And, and last year, I also collected performance art. Oh. Which, yeah. So this How do
0: per- you collect performance so,
1: art? So, uh, this performance art that we collect, uh, that I collected, was uh, uh, a piece uh, done by Duto Hadono. Uh, it's Indonesian, uh, Indonesian uh, artist who had a solo show. And this, uh, in is actually the inauguration show for Rubana. Yeah. So, uh, what, we as collector is that we collect the piece of performance uh, but uh, there's no artifacts, there's no uh, uh, there's no artworks so it's actually a message from the artist, an instruction that he tells you about what the performance should be Okay. That's it. That's it? Yes.
0: That's very interesting. (laughs) Very, right? Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. And uh, We managed to have, uh, uh, I think uh, we have five Indonesian collectors who collect five pieces of the performance that he did.
0: Okay, and yeah. can you invite the artist to reenact the performance?
1: Yes, you can. Okay. So you can invite the artist to reenact, or is in- there a
0: limited number of times?
1: Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I also don't know. <laughs> okay. But but, uh, but uh, if the artist would uh, reenact this particular performance that I collect, uh, he has to mention that it's part of my collection.
0: Interesting. Mm.
1: Okay.
0: Mm. I think the first person I've spoken to who has collected the performance art yeah? piece. Yeah? yeah like yeah, yeah, yeah. outside of an institution. Right. Okay. right. Very cool. Um, well, what is the most significant artwork you have in your collection and,
1: and why? Significant artwork? Yeah. Mm.
0: You're like, oh no, they're all my babies. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I cannot say lah.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, because... Um, yeah, but uh, there's, there's... Yeah, for me, every artwork that I collect... Uh, it has to be a work that uh, uh, intrigues uh, my perspective okay. on any particular things. Okay. So if there's an artwork that uh, would change my perspective about any issue, uh, and it stays in my mind, uh, it will be an artwork that I really would like to collect. Okay. Yeah. So my collection becomes something very relevant to my state of mind at every uh, different period of time.
0: Okay. Yeah. And do you also take an archival approach to your own collection then? I mean since you have that in your world as well. I
1: think um uh, like, do you keep a good
0: database and, and everything? Yeah
1: yeah I, I do I do keep my collection uh my data of my collection well. Uh, but um, I don't think my collect my collecting way is related to archived. Okay. But the only relate the only thing that I, I, I sort of have this habit is um, Usually, I always collect the artists that I really know mm-hmm. uh, in person. So uh, I will always hang out with the artists. I always uh, be friends with the artists because I really believe in genuine thoughts from the artists. Uh, I really believe in artist intention, and uh, and uh, I always say that I don't collect artworks, but I collect art practice. Okay. So when I get to log- go going get to know uh, very well with an artist, I get to know what the practice is all about. And I collect the works because I want to support the practice that the artists believe in, the artist wants to uh, continue on to share with the world. Okay, cool. Mm.
0: Well, I mean, you know, this relates to what we've just been talking about. In 2016, part of your collection was exhibited in The Man Who Fell Into Art, collection as a form of personal narrative at Songyun Art Space in Seoul to promote Indonesian artists to the Korean audience. That was a beautiful show. I mean, I went Ah, to the opening. (laughs) Thank you! How did the exhibition come to be? And in addition, which artworks did you present and how did you make the selection?
1: Right, so uh, Song On Foundation is actually uh, run by this Korean coal company. And uh, this particular coal company actually has a lot of uh, income from Indonesia. So they asked their foundation to do three exhibitions uh, that's related to Indonesia. The first, uh, the first exhibition that they had was uh, one established uh, artist, and that was Kristina Aichu. The uh, second exhibition is uh, an artist collective that they want to show, and that becomes Mass 56, which is about the contemporary photography. And uh, the third one is a young collector that they were looking for. So uh, the director of uh, Songwen, uh, Lauren Sina, went to Indonesia, and she did a survey. She went around. She went to see a lot of collections. And... But I think I was chosen because a lot of artists that she met has always uh, asked her about, have you met Tom? Mm. Yeah, and, and, and somehow, uh, when I met Lauren Sina, she said, oh, you are the Tom that everybody was talking about. Okay. So, so I showed her my collection and she left it and, uh, and she thought that my collection is uh, uh, unconventional compared to a lot of the young collectors. Uh, and so uh, she decided to choose me for the show. They borrowed, I think, about uh, 50 artworks altogether from me. And, uh, and most of the artworks that they borrowed were not paintings. Uh, so the whole show has a lot of installation, a lot of uh, sculptures, uh, a lot of video works, uh, photography. So, so I think uh, it went well. And, um, and, uh, and I'm very happy because uh, it's also part of my uh, responsibility to support uh, or promote Indonesian contemporary art uh, towards the Korean audience. And it was actually during the Kiaf. so mm. the Korean International Affairs. So we have a lot of international people were there. And uh, and uh, I received a lot of uh, media exposure uh, during that uh, during the exhibition, so I think it was a great time. Uh, I'm very honored to be to be there.
0: Yeah, it was a really good exhibition and it was like across multiple levels and the s- architecture of the building also mm. kind of worked very well mm. with uh, the artworks as well. Mm. Um, okay, well, you've also opened up your right, collection within Jakarta as well to people to come and visit or uh, ah. have you done that?
1: So actually uh, for Jakarta, because mm. uh, my family members are very... Uh, private Mm. so uh, I actually don't show don't don't let people to come to my house but uh, about uh, three years ago uh, 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 I have a space in Jogja
0: right it was in Jogja okay I was trying to remember where this was there was like a warehouse space and there was delicious food (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Very important um, in, in Indonesia. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could see the artworks that you collected as well. Yes, there was yes. a really nice gathering of right. you know, people from... So I had
1: a space for four years. And okay. uh, and uh, it was great to show uh, my collection to uh, people that I know. Yeah. And a lot of artists like to hang out in my uh, uh, warehouse, I called it. It's called Gudang. Uh, but uh, I didn't continue on because um, I decided to... Uh, uh, close it for a while and maybe who knows or come back and do another one but it was, it was a very great space because uh, it was really a warehouse and uh, it's very nice to uh, it's a very raw space for you to exhibit all this uh, installation like I had my jump pad there you know since I collected until the day I had my space that's the first time I saw the work <laughs> being hanged so uh, as collectors we you know it's happy to see your own collection to be yeah,
0: for sure. seen as a group Mm. Yeah, and mm. also to see how you've grown as a collector, right? True,
1: yeah. true, true.
0: Well, speaking about Jogja, you're on the board of uh, Biennale Jogja. Mm. Are you still on the board? I. I, I
1: no, I'm no longer on the oh, board. Okay, so okay. I, was, uh, I was four years with the Jogja Biennale. Right. So um, uh, as a board, I were, my my main mission was actually to find funding for the fair. Okay. So uh, Funding for the Biennale. Because mm. the Biennale itself is... Uh, uh, it's, a gov- it's supported by the government, but the funds are not sufficient enough to do a very good Biennale. Mm. So during that time, uh, my job is to find funding and we, and, uh, and because of my relationship with a lot of young collectors, so a lot of the young collectors uh, donated money to the Biennale and hence it happens. Okay. Hmm. Well, it
0: seems like the collectors in Indonesia are really active, right, in promoting um, the artists, not just by sort of like buying the artworks, but also in talking about it and also being on boards, you know, with ArtFest and all that, right? So, for example, you were the president of the um, Board of Young Collectors for art Stage Jakarta. Yes. Uh, looking back, do you think you... You know, met the goals you had uh, in that position because you seem to be yeah. like always galvanizing kind of, you know, like <laughs> young collectors in the action
1: right because I think uh, Indonesia um, as a, as a whole we are very we have a very big active art scene and we have a lot of uh, senior collectors who collect you know Ta and all this who are very expensive artworks and we also have this group of young collectors who are collecting uh, supporting more of the younger artists and uh, a lot of our collectors are very I, very interesting in the sense that they don't only collect works but they also does uh, a lot of different things to support the, the artists and scene for example you have Natasha Sedata who is always running a different biennales to meet different directors or curators to uh, to, to see if you know uh, she could help to introduce Indonesian artists for the biennales and then we have uh, we have uh, a young collector who lives in Melbourne Confi uh, Kabo who, who started this uh, also, a, a small institution to support Indonesian artists to be shown in Australia. So, we really do have a lot of young collectors who do different things uh, for the art scene, and during Art Stage Jakarta twenty sixteen, it was the first time that we sort of uh, formalize and bring all the these active collectors together, and uh, and uh, and we as as a whole we we decided to support the fair at the uh, uh, stage Jakarta uh, because uh, with the support of these collectors we bring new collectors to the fair and hence influencing more collectors to come mm. and, and be collectors you know mm. so I think that's the part where uh, as a board of young collectors can do
0: Okay. Well, let's come to the focal point of our episode, um, Art Jakarta. Uh, well, Art Jakarta, yeah. right? <laughs> so, um, could you talk about the rebranding of Art Jakarta? What did you try to retain from the previous version of the art fair, and what were you trying to change?
1: Uh, I think we are. We are, we are not changing, but we are okay. trying to improve okay. <laughs> the, the, the fair. That's good. Yeah, because it. I think, yeah. um, the, first of all, I think ajakarta uh, Jakarta has been for 10 years. Mm. And uh, within 10 years, we have already established a good uh, uh, name for ourselves. And uh Jakarta itself has always been uh, Indonesian. Uh, it's for the Indonesian, done by Indonesian. So it's a very um, it's very branded as a Indonesian fair, a very local fair. And it's been done in... Um, uh, in the, the ritz carlton uh, Ballroom. And uh, when my team was selected to, uh, to, to, to lead this new uh, fair, a uh, Jakarta, this new edition, uh, we decided that we would like uh, to make this fair not only a, not only an Indonesian fair, but more into a regional fair. And, uh, but with a very international standard of service and, uh, and structure. So what we did was, the first thing we did was we moved the fair from the Ritz-Carlton Ballroom uh, to uh, Jakarta Convention Centre. And Jakarta Convention Centre, uh, the very good thing that they had was they have a cement floor. That's a very important thing for contemporary <laughs> And not art, the carpet. And not the carpet. Which and clashes with everything. Yes, okay. and also in, Ritz- in Ritz-Carlton, the carpet was red colour. So oh, yeah, it was with things on it. Yes, with, with colors like on it. patterns. And yeah, and so that, yeah. it was it was tough. It was tough, but uh, but I think um, but I think uh, so so having this JCC, it's definitely a very good venue for us, mm-hmm. and I number mean, two, actually, um, Indonesia tax is always a very difficult issues, and especially for import tax, right, and uh, JCC is actually a bonded warehouse, so it's a bonded area, which means that all the artworks that's being sent from overseas to JCC. Uh, do not uh, impose tax unless it's being sold to an Indonesian address. Mm. So, things that come in and out, it's very easy. We don't have any lead time. So, uh, that makes JCC a very perfect venue for us. Yeah. Yeah? Uh, other than that, we also have, uh, when we were selected as a team, uh, we are very happy to have uh, this guy called Hendri Ichus, who is a very famous uh, graphic designer in the Indonesian scene. And uh, what he did was he rebranded our logo and rebranded the whole marketing scheme for us. And uh, it really changed uh, the, the way people see Art Jakarta. Because A Jakarta has always been seen as a very high-class Thai-Thai uh, uh, f- uh, event to go yeah. to.
0: Ibu-ibu event. Ibu-ibu event, yeah, right?
1: And, and and because of uh, Henry Echus and our whole team decision that we would like to focus more on the people, the Jakarta people. Mm. So the whole campaign uh, become more uh, open open uh, more open for the Jakarta audience and not only for the elites and that hence makes uh, a lot of people uh, want to come to Art Jakarta mm. yeah uh, and because of also our artistic director Eni suprianto uh, and uh, he he has selected uh, all these uh, different artists to do special uh, presentation in the fair and uh, and uh, and and so the fair becomes also a rechange of the whole, con- in terms of content-wise. content, content wise. So actually, I think uh, Art Jakarta as a whole has been rebranded not only just because of visuals, like a logo, but also because of the team. The team has uh, has myself, who is uh, uh, more focused on the fair. We have uh, Gil Snyder, who is a expertise in art affairs. we have also uh, Ennis Rupanto who is a famous uh, art curator we have uh, Henry Ichus who is a famous graphic designer we have a famous photographer who is our Indra Leonardi so this team itself it's the dream team right yeah right? it, was, it was a dream team and it was <laughs> nice and everybody come together not because of money we all came because we want to do something for Indonesia mm. and because of that our team members that, that join us also have the same dream also have the same uh, attitude and mindset, and because of the team as a whole, was very beloved by people, and then uh, our board of young collectors become stronger and bigger. Our board of patrons, with all the senior collectors, also become bigger, and uh, and these boards also contributed by introducing us to uh, different uh, sponsors, uh, different network that they have, and some of their own companies have uh, provided us with uh, uh, services and things like that to support the fair. So in the end, I think the whole rebranding was success because everybody does something yeah. and everybody want to be part of it. Yeah. So, uh, and I think we successfully rebranded. Yeah. You think so?
0: I think so. I mean, I remember <laughs> before the fair, everyone was really excited because, you know, it just seemed like a new chapter, right? Mm. I mean, mm. it was so clean and beautiful, the mm. the campaign mm. and all these scenes from, you know, outside mm. of, you know, in, in Jakarta. And um, of course, you also had a series of videos, right? right that right, you right. filmed, yes. you know, which was nice because you put faces, you know, right. to, to names right. and it was very light-hearted. Right. Um, so I think that helped to kind of, you know, shed the image of the fair being, you know, very like severe or very... Um, serious yeah, or cold yeah, yeah. or you know like there's like some gatekeeping going on and you right. cannot enter right. um, and I think the idea of JCC as opposed to Ritz Carlton also helps with that yes. isn't it it's yes. like more for the people yes. not kind of like we're upstairs mm-hmm. in this hotel and you right. have to go all the way up to this right. really like shishi kind of place isn't it exactly yeah.
1: exactly. and I think I think, uh, we, we successfully branded our fair uh, as in very people friendly mm. and I think a lot of our VIP guests who have flown in for the fair have give us feedback that they like how everybody's involved they feel that this fair is not a corporate but yeah. more of like a group of people running doing something that they're passionate about yeah. so I think we managed to to, 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 to make people feel that way mm. Mm. so and I think it's important as a fair organiser to do that because we differentiate ourselves from uh, the other fairs in They're very warm, very community-based. The Indonesian Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah, (laughs) yeah. Well, you know, there were 70... Of course, you know that. There were 70 galleries in total, 41 international ones and 39 from Indonesia what was the process like getting the galleries to participate? Because you, you started that way before the rebranding, sort of yes. like, you know, the campaigns and true. things. True, yeah.
1: true. So I think uh, uh, when we started the, the team, and because of the team, I think a lot of the Indonesian galleries uh, immediately has a very big confidence with us. With me and Gail and Annie Suprianto, I think uh, people think that, oh, the fair seems going to be, it's going to work out because it's going to be a good fair and uh, apparently the Indonesian uh, galleries are the first one to support us and within, we started our application in December and then by January we had like a strong 30 uh, in, 29 Indonesian galleries supporting us already okay. so and because the Indonesian galleries are supporting us the international or the non-Indonesian galleries can see that and they were like wow all the Indonesian galleries are supporting this fair this fair must be something good so the, in, the, the non-Indonesian galleries started to join okay. And of course, started from Singapore yeah. and then Malaysia and then slowly. And, then okay. so, and our fair is uh, very focused on Asian galleries. Uh, we are very Asian-centric because uh, to, to differentiate ourselves from the other fairs. And, um, and I think a lot of the guests that came has also given very positive feedback about that because they felt that a lot of the fairs in the world look very similar nowadays because you always have the same galleries just, just in different venues or different countries. Whereas when you come to our fair, you could feel everything is very different because all the guys that you see are very young, very different, very Southeast Asian, very Asian. So, yeah. So we we, we got support because of also because of the team. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: And did Art Jakarta meet or exceed your expectations? Oh,
1: we, we we definitely, uh, can I say achieve our ex achieve okay. yeah achieve our expectation because. Uh, we, we we're we very happy because uh, I think to gauge an affair to be successful or not it depends on how many galleries would come back next year of course, right? Yep. and among the 70 galleries that we talk uh, informally which means nothing is signed but among the 70 galleries, I mean we have like 60 something galleries that are telling us that next year we are coming back okay. so for our Jakarta 2020 we'll focus more on uh, VIP programs to bring more collectors to come to uh, Indonesia, instead of going out to make sure more galleries to join. Mm. So, we want to keep the size of 70 galleries. Okay. So, which means we're just looking for another seven galleries to join us, new galleries to join us. So, we are, I think that's one very good gauge for us. And number the two, uh, we didn't expect that our audience to be uh, 40,000. Yeah. And, uh, and because it was a new location and uh, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, and with the Indonesian traffic, yeah?
0: Yeah, and there was that amazing... that was that big event happening.
1: I know, at next GCC to us, right? And
0: <laughs> And so yeah. many people, including me, had to walk
1: exactly. a whole round. But we
0: made it yeah. because we really wanted to go to your fair at all. <laughs> Thank
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and I think... Um, uh, uh, yeah, we're very happy that we have like 40,000 audience that came. And then uh, we did a survey and people give very positive feedback. Even with the even with the big event next door, did they actually find it very interesting? Let's talk about the, the, the big event. Yeah, what event was the big event? Okay. I, I don't even know what it was. Okay. Because you didn't
0: know? No, because oh, I was just okay. like so intent on getting to the fair, which was like so, a whole our,
1: operation. Our, our neighbour is actually called the Muslim Life Fest. Got it. So basically, this uh, organisation is, uh, is a fair that sells everything that's related to Muslim. Okay. okay? And uh, the idea is including like a... Uh, how to invest in Muslim okay. or how to, uh, how, 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 to, how to do education things for the Muslims. So they have a lot of this kind of thing, including mm-hmm. selling of Muslim uh, clothes and things like that, right? Muslim food. And you can see a lot of them who came with, with the hijabs and everything, right? Which is like total black in color, right? And, uh, and can you imagine next to them is us, which are the art, who are, you know, wearing very bright <laughs> colors and things like that that um, a lot of people give me this feedback where only in Indonesia this can happen. Yes. It's next to each other that we're not fighting. We are not... We are just a wall apart but everybody is just there doing their own thing and it's yeah. great. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it is. It's very Jakartan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Expect the unexpected. <laughs> um, well, what do you have planned for the next iteration aside from you know, more focus on VIP programming? Maybe mm-hmm. you can tell us more about you know, what that will entail.
1: Um, So I think uh, we, as a fair, our really main uh, focus is to bring all the Southeast Asian people to come together and treat uh, uh, Art Jakarta as a platform for them to exchange ideas and projects. Um, I love the idea when uh, even like a a galleries that is not participating in Art Jakarta could come to Art Jakarta and meet a particular artist that they like and do a solo show or something for them in their own country, mm. right? So this kind of interaction and this kind of discourse for me is very important as a, as a fair organiser. And, uh, and uh, so this, to, for 2020, we will focus on inviting more and more uh, institutions or galleries or collectors from Southeast Asia particularly uh, and uh, to bring them to Jakarta during our fair. So uh, that's our main focus for sure. Uh, other than that, we're also going to introduce a new section called the Project booth. So we realized that a lot of the Southeast Asian artists are not given enough platform to show because we don't have enough galleries. We don't have. And you know, in Indonesia, we have so many artists being born almost like every day. <laughs> yeah, but, 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 but there's nowhere to accommodate them. So we decided to have this project uh, section for young artists uh, below uh, 30 years old and to for them to do some shows uh, okay. in our place. Yeah. Will
0: it be like a competition kind
1: of? No competition, at all, but you know? more of like it's being selected by the Board of Young Collectors. Oh, okay.
0: okay yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All so right. the Board of
1: Young Collectors will select the projects that's going to be shown in Jakarta. Okay, mm.
0: well I really like walking around Art Jakarta, yeah, you know? like? I mean it was great to see you know the, um, the range of works mm. um, that the mm. galleries are presenting, mm. and I also like the section with the shops because that oh, was yes. nice, yes, like yes. you know you, you come to these art fairs, sometimes right. you can't afford you know, the artworks, art right. Right? but you're like, oh right. I can afford those, right, right, those right. things, that's quite nice, it's right. inclusive.
1: Yes. Yes, yeah. the, I- inclusive is a very good word. I mean, for us, I think inclusive is very important. So what what you talk about the shops was actually the Art Jakarta scene. Mm-hmm. So Art Jakarta scene is where we have like a 25 booth, of a small booth for artists' collective to be shown in Art Jakarta. So they sell like merchandise or things that, to support their own artist collective, right? So I think... Uh, that's also one of the highlights that we had 2019. Mm-hmm. So we'll continue and maybe expand even more oh, for 2020. Okay. Yeah, and I think a lot of people really liked it. And I yeah. think a lot of the artist collective are very happy because they get some income because, you know, Indonesia is very hard to get income, right? Yeah. For especially artists collective. So that's great for them. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. great for us as well. I, I did hey, buy did some things something? that... Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> 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 um...
0: Okay, well, let's talk about now, you know, like, um, I guess the Jakarta art scene in general. Um, how do you think, you know, for example, everyone's talking about Museum Machan, obviously, yes. right? How do you think, you know, the creation of this museum has changed the Indonesian art landscape?
1: Wow. Uh, Machan Museum definitely have have done a very important thing for Indonesia. And uh, the very great thing about them is that they don't only show Indonesian artists, they also show... Uh, Non-Indonesian artists mm. like lately they have, during our art Jakarta. It was a show by shipping. shipping. Yeah, mm. it's a, it's uh, it's I think it's changed the mindset where the museum is not uh only supporting Indonesian artists but also showing, um also showing uh uh, uh or introducing international artists to Indonesia. So I mm. think that's very important, and also before Marchan, I must say that. In Indonesia, all the art activities are free. Mm-hmm. You never pay for them. Mm. Before Machan okay, uh, since Machan started, we pay ticket to go into a museum. Okay, Just the first time you know mm. it never happened. Yeah, so 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 Machan definitely has done something for Jakarta, and uh, and 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 uh, people are queuing up to go and see Machan, and then. People are uh, participating in their work. Have you seen their workshops? Mm. It's crazy. It's like, wow, people really do come. And the, the art talks they had was like serious art talks and people come and listen. So I think Marchand definitely has has, helped to support the ecosystem of Indonesia.
0: Okay. Well, speaking about ecosystems, I mean, you know, uh, Jogjakarta or Bandung, they are such lively places, right? Where right. you have like artist collectives. Right. You know, um, the artists getting together to do something for themselves and kind of banding together with the curators as well. Um, oui. Why do you think, you know, these are such hot bits for artistic activity?
1: Actually, artistic uh, activ- activities mostly are in Bandung and Jogja, right? Because actually, the art schools are mm. there. And, um, and uh, other than art schools, also uh, the the living standard are very affordable and so a lot of artists can actually stay there and do a lot of art productions, affordable art productions and also at the same time if you realise that there's a lot of uh, art discourse, mostly also in Bandung and Jogja. So uh, it's a very good place for artists to relax and do works and not the metropolitan setup, you know. And that's actually the reason why in Jakarta there's really not much artists.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: A lot of this uh, 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 Jakarta uh are uh, like for example Rangupa, right uh, which i must say they are now the, Documental. the yeah, Ooh, you know and do know know they, <laughs> do you know they got uh, they got voted as the top 10 ranking number 10 uh, most powerful art people wow yeah you know i think it's in art review i think wow okay. Amazing, right? Yeah, Indonesian yeah. art scene coming up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> But, uh, but, uh, yeah. I think Bandung and Jakarta will continue to be the art production as whereas all the uh, galleries are in Jakarta. Okay. Mm.
0: Well, earlier on, you talked about how you meet with you know your fellow young collectors, and I read also that you you actually do this every once every two months. Mm. Um, what have been the topics of conversation in recent times?
1: uh i think uh lately we, we don't really uh not as frequent as we used to okay. but we still do and and of course the last one that we talk about it's about hong kong Mm-mm. yeah hong kong you know the situation is very complicated now and for us uh we talk about uh, we talk about how it will impact the art market or the art yeah. scene
0: because the auctions of course take auctions place auctions are
1: there right in the, the, Hong the, Kong because art fair is there yes, Our right. Art Basel is there yeah. and then uh, what is the impact if this thing don't stop yeah. mm. are they going to shift are they going to move somewhere mm. and what will that be for all of us right and, and where where right and where and also at the same time, like uh, for all the Western uh, countries, when they see Asia, the first stop is always Hong Kong. Mm. I mean, co- I mean speaking for of art, our art, yeah,
0: definitely. yeah. So because all the major galleries will have that Asian outpost first there in Hong too, Kong, right?
1: Yeah. So so I think, yeah. So that's that's our latest conversation about. Okay. So we want to see what kind of impact it will have on us, uh, as, a, as an as art scene, and and definitely Hong Kong is a very important place for all of us yeah Mm.
0: okay and i mean of course you also noted earlier on that you invite artists to join the gathering right and i was just wondering what do you think you know the um close relationship that artists and collectors seem to share in indonesia how does how has it helped to shape the landscape in significant ways
1: um for indonesia i think a lot of artists and a lot of collectors are very close yeah we, we 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 tend to hang out with our artists quite often uh which I don't really. I, I'm not sure about Singapore. I'm not sure, but in Indonesia. A lot of collectors. We we tend to, uh, talk to the artists very frequently, as if like they are friends, and we share. They share all their problems. They share their, their latest project and what they're trying to achieve, and 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 I think it's very good because a lot of times artists have the idea, but you still need, uh, someone to support or someone to uh, to to exchange ideas with whether they are. Uh, are they are they logically be done or not, and and I think it's a it's a it's a good form of practice that we have in Indonesia. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, what more do you think? You know, I mean, within Indonesia, like what more can artists, institutions, galleries, auction houses, collectors, curators, critics. I mean, there are a lot of people involved, right, in the art scene. Um, what can they do collectively or individually to promote the making of art in Indonesia? Um. And also, maybe the question of whether there's anything anyone is doing that needs to stop. Because sometimes we're like, oh, no, what, what more can we do, right? Oh, but I sometimes see. it's like, oh, what less can I we do see. as well?
1: Understand. Yeah. I understand. I think more wise, definitely the government. Mm. Because I think uh, the, the, the Jokowi administration had already started this thing called Bearcraft five years ago. And Bearcraft has really supported uh, the creative industry. And uh, of course, including the arts. And we now have the, our Indonesian pavilion in Venice um, uh, because of Bearcraft, right? And uh, also, they also support the artists that goes to different biennales and things like that. So I do hope that Bearcraft will continue to support artists. Uh, even though after this new term of Jokowi, Bearcraft will be under the tourism. Ministry mm. of Tourism, yeah. So I really don't know how it's going to work, but hopefully background still have their stake, have their say in it, and, 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 and could st- continue to support the arts. Uh, of course, uh, as, uh, as, uh, as a collective of all the whole art scene, I think uh, the most importantly, that we support each other uh, in all the big events, like uh, uh, there'll be uh, a big Jakarta Biennale coming next year. Uh, and then uh, Of course uh, Jakarta is also Another event That we can Come together And support And uh, Hopefully one day uh, 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 You know um, uh, uh, It will It will It will be more People supporting Each other And Yeah 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 So I think That's, that's more Less uh, I think What uh No lay, don't have lay. Okay. Let's just keep doing more. All right, got it. Well,
0: um, I mean, we're now, you're here for the Singapore Biennale, right? Yes. Um, And of course, if we see the Biennale as a large scale event and art fairs as also a similarly large scale event, you know, how can they complement each other in what they do? You know, because I, I think we need all these kind of like huge sort of events to kind of get people excited about the art, right. give platforms like you talked right. about for right. artists to show their work. So right. how can they complement each other? Actually,
1: I think uh, the Biennale and the Art Fair, has, they are very different uh, entities mm-hmm. for sure, right? I mean, uh, for Biennale, I realised that a lot of times, of course, uh, it's about uh, showing uh, uh, artworks that, uh, that represent for the last two years of the period of time. And a lot of time, of course, a lot of more established artists who are being selected, right? Whereas a lot of very young artists sometimes, they, sometimes they do go to Biennale, but the chances are smaller, right? Okay. Whereas in an art fair, there's a higher chances of young artists being shown by a gallery mm-hmm. to be uh, to be promoted and things like that. So these two actually have different entities, uh, different way of the, uh, uh, promoting art. Uh, but of course, uh, in my mind, uh, it would be great if, a fair can happen together with a Biennale at the same time. Not in the same place, but at the same time. So for example, uh, every two years, you will see that in Shanghai, the Shanghai Biennale will collide at the opening together with the fair. And this could create a whole uh, interest of from the whole world to want to go and see because nowadays time is precious, everybody is very busy, and uh, putting things together at one time to see, it will be great. you know. So I think a biennale and a, and a fair at a, together, it's always a, a good thing. Mm. Yeah. Okay. It's always uh, bring more people to come together, uh, bring more interest, bring more bust, uh, and it creates more exposure for the art scene as a whole.
0: Definitely. Mm.
1: And I hope, really, I really hope, uh, I know that by, I know 2020, art ja- art, art Jakarta Biennale will not, together, will not be together with ja- uh, Jakarta at the time because of uh, venue reasons. But for 2022, 20, yeah. we're hoping to work together. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah,
0: just projecting long term already, yes, for sure.
1: To,
0: yeah. Well, what advice do you have for young artists um, as well, you know, based on your experience observing the careers of artists, not only in Indonesia, but also, you know, in the Southeast Asian artists, region?
1: Uh, I think they should pick t- a very good gallery that suits them. And stay with the gallery for at least like four or five years. Okay. Yeah, I think a lot of uh, a lot of uh, young artists nowadays, they think that they can sell the artwork by themselves, or they can sell through Instagram, or they could sell through a certain network that they have. But actually, as a collector, we tend to pick artists that has a has a gallery backup and gallery uh, uh, supporting them' mm. it's very important artists will never be they suc- will never be successful without a good gallery supporting themselves supporting them yeah and I think uh, I hope that most artists will do that
0: Okay. And what about even getting a gallery to notice their work? You know, because sometimes when I'm talking to younger right. artists, you know, that's what right. they're thinking. Like, how do I even get gallery how do get representation?
1: It? Not on the door. Right? Say hello. Say something. Do yeah, something. say something. Okay. Do something. Cannot just wait there and and wait for the gallery to come. Right. So true. Yeah, because in art, a lot of times, a lot of things happened, uh, just because of. Uh,
0: a chance meeting. The transmitting is yeah. true. It's true. Yeah. You, you know there's
1: this. Uh, let, me ask, let me tell you. So there's this. Um, there's this. Uh, there's this artist. Uh, this Afghanistan artist who lives in uh, Jogja, and uh, in one of the event in Jogja, I think it's Doctor Oi's uh, OHD's uh, museum opening exhibition opening. Uh, there's a gallery that came to Jogja for. Go to Magalang for the show. Okay. And I introduced I, I just casually introduced this Afghanistan artist to the to the galleries and say, hey, you know, this artist is not from Indonesia, it's from Afghanistan. And they start talking. And guess what? Last year he had a solo show.
0: Okay.
1: You <laughs> see, so so it's just about, no,
0: it's about meeting knowing people. Tom. No, 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 that's <laughs> not my point. My
1: point is not. My point is more about Getting to more people to to, no, it's to true. just just say hello to people and see the opportunities and yeah. what can be done or what can be you know and or just knocking doors in galleries and yeah. I realize some have to start somewhere.
0: Do something. Pitch Do something, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Pick get something. to know people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Go to openings. Go yeah. to go talks. To,
1: exactly. Right. Can you please ask them? <laughs> okay, you heard it here. Do it. <laughs>
0: well, what about for art collectors who wish to become more actively involved beyond collecting? Because that's what you've done, right? You've kind of yeah. changed, you know, art collecting into an entire career.
1: That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, um, I, think if, I think, I think, I uh, think, as collectors, um, uh, I realize that if you only collect artworks as a collector, um, uh, there will be a time where you start to realize that you will reach to a height where you think that. Uh, Collecting just the artwork or these artefacts doesn't give you any more satisfaction mm. or doesn't add more, more knowledge to you. But, uh, but helping others uh, uh, or, or contributing to the art scene uh, would mean so much to the meaning of your own life. Okay. And I think that's very important to, uh, to, to contribute and to, 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 to help others. And I think um, uh, art is about life. And 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 if you really understand life, it's really also about uh, how your life impact others, and not just on yourself. And uh, and uh, for young collectors out there who started collecting, and it's okay to to start collecting, but there will be a time where it be it will be interesting for you to uh, be supporting artists for certain projects or certain um, uh, certain. Uh, certain travels or certain uh uh workshop and and, and, and and these little things that you 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 support uh, could mean a lot more for others. Mm. Yeah, yeah so I, I really encourage people to do more in the arts. And and for myself I find I'm very lucky because uh art changed my life and uh I am given a chance to contribute back to the art scene and uh, I'm very satisfied with my life and how I have been doing for the arts and uh, working in the arts has been the best for me so far. Really,
0: great! Thank you so much, Tom. Thank I'm you. already looking forward to Art Jakarta 2020. Uh, thank you very much, and thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to ENM Conversations um, wherever you get a podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Thank you. Until the next episode, bye. Bye.